When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to, su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. Just a quick reminder to check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash podcast. Now, let's talk about our favorite Easter horror movie. comedy what about terrible creature effects and horrible wooden acting then you're gonna love critters too sure this movie has some gratuitous boob shots but that doesn't save the film can you truly save this much sea level muppetry bullshit the answer is no no you cannot please leave your space cannons at the front desk and come in for horror movie night adam i i I really want to disagree i strongly disagree i love this movie um, now, okay, this, cool. by the way. we haven't had one of these in a while. You guys are fucking wrong. <laughs> it's awful. It's fine. This is, I'm so tired. I'm so fucking tired of doing bad 80s horror comedies. This fucking Space Invaders. Fucking this is nowhere bad. near as bad as Space Invaders. You take that shit back. What was the other one? Was it, go- was it Ghoulies? What was it? Ghoulies uh, 2. There was Munchies. There was Spookies. Munchies was fucking brutal. This is... I hate this shit. I'm so fucking done with this shit. It's <laughs> Wait, not no. fucking funny. Oh. <laughs> so, um, uh, any new listeners, I picked this movie. I picked uh, I picked Ghoulies 2. Um, <laughs> I picked like half of the shit that you hate. <laughs> I picked the I'm other sorry, half, so it's fine. Operation Metal Beast or Project Metal Beast over here. Project Metal Beast has something to talk about. Just has, <laughs> just has, I'm so tired of these I'm so happy. You know what? I'm glad that we're doing it just to get it the fucking out of the way because I'm I, we, like we have to have run the wire, drill wire, fucking well dry by now because <laughs> so many of the garden. He's so fired up. It's the best episode of Horror Movie Night already. <laughs> Adam's like, I I'm so tired. a cow for 25 minutes. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I'm half laughing at 
Adam's joke and your ridiculous fucking smoker's laugh or what? But, um, oh, man. So I I think, Adam, we are done with all the Gremlins ripoffs. Um, and I have been saving this movie, this pick, for like how long? We've been podcasting together for five fucking <laughs> You've years. You've been wanting to do this as an Easter movie for five years. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I've never had a pick come up close enough to Easter. So this is literally Easter. Adam. Yeah. Easter is literally Sunday from this episode coming out. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to release it Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever. And then it, then Easter's the next day. So, um, also I don't think that there are any other Easter horror movies and, and people are going to be like, yeah, there's like that spot in, uh, holidays or whatever that shit holidays. Is. But that, that's, that is pure trash. I this, don't know. I don't know what throwing bowling balls around in the dust bowl has to do with Easter. I don't because there's an Easter egg hunt in the middle of the movie. It's on Easter. It is Easter Sunday when all this shit is happening, which I think is amazing and incredibly blasphemous in like a really (laughs) hard way, and I love it. The uh, if Rawhead Rex was blasphemous with a a, 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 baptism by piss piss bath, yes, this is up there in in the subtle blasphemy category which really gets my motor going um here are my favorite tropes in horror movies subtle blasphemy and unintentional cannibalism everybody that's listening now you know who i am as a person which so speaking about the uh, so this dawned on me the other day completely unrelated but uh this dawned on me the other day that um the audio for when we did an episode on uh on on Motel Hell was really jacked up. And that was when we first really started to dive into Scott's love of accidental cannibalism in movies. Um, but that and also... Sad, we'll never get back to Motel Hell again. Yeah, like, we're well, never going to re- yeah. review that movie. So, so the problem is that that episode, it sucks that the audio sucks on it because that episode, A, is the origin of Scott's accidental... Uh, cannibalism, but it's also the origin of us casting John Hamm and everything. Oh, because <laughs> right. we were like, it'd be funny because his last name's Ham, and we'll we'll cast him as Farmer Farmer Vincent. Was that, was that our joke? Yeah, God, that's a weak fucking joke. <laughs> uh, it's well, it's it just got better the the hundreds of times we've made that goddamn joke since. Okay, so. Um, I don't have too many notes for this movie. Uh, I, I have tons of notes, so I, I will carry us. Yeah, so I I uh, went out and did some karaoke with my cousins last night, and then on the drive home at 11 at night was like, oh, shit, I still haven't watched Critters 2. Um, so I put that on at about 11.30, and uh, I got so sucked into how much I like this movie that I really only had a couple notes, and they're just kind of like one-word phrases, but I will say that there's a weird hologram of an alien in the beginning of this movie that I completely forgot was I in this too. movie. Uh, it reminded me of Suburban Commando a little bit. It's like, hey, here's a hologram of a guy being like, you're going to Earth. You're going to Earth. Uh, um, Earth. And go, then... Go cuck, cuck the Earth men. Go. Be a, <laughs> go and be free. And just the way that people talk about... The, like, what I like about this movie... Is that it's one of the uh, one of the few sequels to a horror movie, unlike something like I don't know, The Curse Two, 
where it actually is like, no, we're super acknowledging the first movie and and bringing in as many old characters as we can, and we're going to reference the space porcupines and the boy who cried critter and all this crazy stuff where you you build this world where it's like, wow, that's right, the first Critters movie really only happened to one family. So, like, their whole story just seems batshit crazy. Uh, and then we got we got so much stuff to like. We got Eddie Dizon is in here with his crazy oh. voice. Um, <laughs> no wonder Scott likes this movie. There's so much world building. In yeah. the beginning. <laughs> I've been. So, I don't think I would call it that. All so right. I, I've got to throw this out there. I'm not sure if you guys would be interested in this, but I am friends with Eddie Dizon on Facebook, and he always said if I was willing to drive to Baltimore, he would happily do an interview. <laughs> would you want me to it. interview Eddie Dizon about Critters too? Yes. 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 Just, yes. Just twenty minutes of that, like, oh, hi guys, this is Eddie Dijon. <laughs> like, <this is> a- <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. That was That's a Eddie Dijon impression, though. <laughs> Thank you. Why was that? that <clears throat> it's been a long time since I'd watched this movie. Um, in full, uh, full disclosure, and um. To you guys and anyone listening, and apologies to my wife if she listens to this episode. Fingers crossed that she skips this one by accident, um, but she already knows this. Um, this is the number one movie I have jacked it to in the world <laughs> because the, the because the, of Eddie Dizon. Yeah, <laughs> you and I have that in common. <laughs> Uh, no, um, the, the, the bounty hunter transformation to the blonde. Um, I had this as a a um, like a VHS uh, copy uh, off of or like a VHS rip off of TV or something. But it was I don't know cable, and so the tits were in it. And um, this was it, this movie got me through so many days in the infancy of the internet. And I appreciate it so much for that. Beyond the fact that it's it's a really good time to watch, but um, yeah, I so it's been a long time since I've watched this movie in full. Usually, I'll watch like one part. <laughs> um, but it, uh, no, the, I, I always forget about the Eddie Dizon part, um, and it's even more confusing now because I don't know why he was in this movie, like. Was he a very minor celebrity at the time? And they were just like, let's toss him in there. Like, I don't. He just has a. He's got a notable voice. He was like a voice actor. He was in Greece. He was in that movie Laser Blast. Like, he's just kind of. He's a character. And really, I mean, as much as it's weird that he's in this movie, he seems like the type of person who would live in this town. (laughs) Like, it's not. It'd be way more weird if it was like a Tom Cruise cameo. Like, Eddie D's on. I'm like, yeah, I believe that he works at a fast food joint at this place. Wow. If that would have been Tom Cruise, I, I don't... That's that's the cameo I never knew I needed. Speaking of, of weird cameos, I was watching this, and um, I, I was watching the part where the metalhead douchebag, you know, like the one guy in town who wears a leather jacket, I guess, yeah, the leather jacket kid with the greasy hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, wait a minute, that guy looks super familiar. Is that Randy from Idle Hands? I was so I was so set on it. I checked IMDb. It's not, but you could have fooled me. As soon like, as you he, said that, I was like, oh my god, maybe that is who it is. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I I was I was like ninety percent sure that was him. 
but no, <laughs> he just looks exactly like him and wears the exact same clothes. Um, but that guy was a total prick. Like he is this weird 19 year old alcoholic or something. And he's like walking around with beer brand. You know why Adam thinks this movie is just like Munchies because they have the same beer brand beer in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's such a fucking jackass. I hate that character. And he doesn't get killed, which really confuses me. I mean, he just kind of like, unless he gets, no, no, he helps at the end. And so it's kind of like his redemption. It's a very, very strange concept there. Um, but the girl, um, the female lead, not a survivor girl really, but she's like the female lead and love interest is, um, another Megan. Like we've had so many movies with Meg or Megan, as the female lead's name. It's so weird, you know, because I have a Megan in my life, so it's it always sticks out in my mind. But this one, when you first meet her, <clears throat> the, the, the my first thought is, oh, my God, she's, like, stretched from TCM2. She, like, dresses exactly like her. She acts just like her. Her first line, it sounds like she had a cold or, like, a sore throat or something. And so I'm like, oh, it's, she's stretched because she had that weird throaty voice. And I was like, man... Uh, is is the girl from The Curse too? The Bite? Is, is her name Megan Meg or Megan too? No, she's Lisa. <clears throat> Lisa. Okay, I don't know why I thought this. But she I might think have been she Meg. may. I think she may have been. I think in Popcorn, her character's name was Megan. That's right. That's what it is. Thank you so much because I looked her up on IMDb, and she's way less annoying in Popcorn. By the way, that movie's great. <laughs> yeah, Popcorn's. Uh, I know we did it for. The Red Wait, and Bar Club. Episode? I don't know. I'm going to double check. I was not. No. Ah, oh, damn. That might be a fun one to to revisit one day. I tried to get you to buy that popcorn original poster at um, Monster Mania, but you weren't having it. Well, I'm not a poster just, guy. I, I bought I, my I bought my Monster Squad T-shirt and my four awful movies from VHSPS. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I am a poster guy, as we've discussed previously in Evil Ed, uh, and I have amassed quite a collection. I was going to take some of my posters to, to Monster Mania to sell uh, some of the ones that I could live without, and I did not, I decided not to, and now I don't know what to do with myself because I am absolutely going to become like the editor in, uh, in Evil Ed if I don't get rid of some of these. Have we talked um, about what you did walk away from Monster Mania with to add to your poster collection? Though? No. I hemmed and hawed about it, and decided at the end of the day on Saturday that I could not live without it. Uh, there was a poster uh, booth that had an original theatrical release Swamp Thing poster, and so I bought it. It was definitely more expensive than I normally do, but I had um, I had I had told myself and Matt multiple times throughout the day on Saturday, oh, I just have to sell a couple more pieces of like console crash merch or something like that, and then, yeah, yeah, I'll go buy it. And I I did that. I did that, and then I did even one more after. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I maybe I won't buy it. And Matt was like, No, you made yourself a, a challenge. Like if you sold X amount of stuff, that you could put that money towards that Swamp Thing poster. Go fucking buy it. So I did. Anyway, so we're actually supposed to be talking about uh, Critters Two. <laughs> uh, so my favorite throwaway line of this movie of Critters Two, which we are actually discussing this week, <laughs> is uh, the redheaded kid. Saying, "Oh, you're like Jimmy Olsen with breasts," yeah. and then uh, awkwardly like, "Oh, um, says." But Jimmy Olsen with breasts says the kid who's a spitting image of Jimmy Olsen from the comic book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if that was intentional or what, but like, 
I was just like, you, pot calling, calling the kettle black, stop it. Um, and then uh, the old lady brings some little girl into this guy's freaky ass like antique store, I guess, but there's no lighting. It's just like ambient lighting from his one window. Oh, his murder <laughs> shack. <laughs> yes, and there's like there are carcasses and bones everywhere, and he's got the crate eggs, um, and the granny is like, um, you know, there's there's nothing that, that can hurt you here, and but like, does she not notice that there's like rusty metal everywhere? I hope that that kid has had their uh, their their vaccines so that they don't get lockjaw. But then again, we're talking about the middle of nowhere out in the desert. Or the Midwest somewhere, so they probably haven't been vaccinated, but at least they won't get autism. But yeah, sure. They don't. They don't believe in vaccines. I mean, you can't vaccinate against critters. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that one guy gets hit with the spines, and then he's fine later. But aren't the spines poisonous? Not within the logic of that scene, I guess. <laughs> like this movie gives a shit. Um, so um, there's the bunny. Are we going to talk about the bunny rabbit death? Because uh, death is great. Yeah, that that for whatever reason, it's very tame, but it bothered me so much as a kid. Um, yeah, was, that's the whole point of it. This movie, like the first time I saw it, I must have been – I saw this movie a long, long time ago. Um, I must have been 10. I mean it was one, probably arguably one of the first horror movies I ever saw. And um, that scene is really disturbing a, as a kid. But it doesn't make sense. Because so the well, first thing it's hilarious because the guy um, gets critters on his nuts yeah and they eat nuts first <laughs> and he's like oh, oh, oh he's like running around it's real weird and slapsticky which is usually not my thing but then he goes flying through the stained glass window in the middle of Sunday mass and he's just kind of like covered in a little bit of blood it looks like he got shot with guns instead of eaten alive by crites but where are the crites now you know like they're the and then everybody's like kind of confused as to what happened and everybody's sad but nobody's like shell-shocked after seeing a half-eaten guy in a bunny suit fly through the stained glass window oh whatever i i want to talk about the scene where they they uh find all the critters in that shack and then they're in the truck and somebody off camera is just hucking critter balls at the truck yeah, I have a note about that. Somebody got paid to throw fuzzy dodgeballs at the truck. I want yeah. that job. <laughs> and, then, and then the one actually gets in the window, and you can kind of tell, like, they didn't mean to do that, so they just do, like, a real quick pickup shot of, like, the critter on, like, the back of the seat, like, Bruh! and then she just whacks, <laughs> smacks it out the window, and then they keep throwing fucking dodgeballs at the truck, and it's just like... <laughs> I love that. I love how goofy the, the crite balls look. They're just... They're just dodgeballs with fur pasted on them it's so it's, so funny this movie is 45 minutes of those things reverse shotted rolling down hills it's just fucking rewinding shots of them rolling down hills so oh and over and over for 45 minutes so so there's two pieces of interesting trivia that i found on imdb by the way uh first off um, Adam, you're not the only person that hated this. Uh, this movie is included on Roger Ebert's most hated movies list, and um, the other one well, I found thank you very much, Roger Ebert. Uh, the other one that I found funny is this is directed by Mick Garris, who's done a lot of really uh, weird horror movies throughout his career. But he wanted to get our friend uh, Frank Welker <laughs> to do the voices of the crates, but he couldn't afford him, so he just voiced all of them himself. 
<laughs> Do they actually talk? Well, they have subtitles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I was about to say, I didn't think that they did the munchies thing where they actually talk. I mean, there's no jive-talking crites in this movie. Or else yeah, I would thank not God they didn't make them jive-talking <laughs> stereotypes. I just want the record to also show the man who wrote this movie, this beautiful film that we love called Critters 2, also wrote Hocus Pocus. So, okay. we got that going. Vindication for me, right <laughs> fucking there. Um, also, I want to refer back to the first, my first pick of 2017, uh, Vegetarian Grannies versus Hungry Monsters. Same thing happened in Deadly Spawn. Um, again, I have a very specific trope set that I really like in horror movies. That I don't, I don't mean to pick these movies, but they just happen. It's just how it goes. Uh, the only other, I, like I said, I don't have too many notes. There's a weird foreshadowing that the Krites can form into a bigger ball in one scene when they're uh, trying. Uh, to... Yeah, the guy gets smacked in the stomach and then eaten real quick. Yeah, so that that that's hinted there early on in the movie. Um, they find that half-eaten body inside the murder shack, and that's kind of like a gross, shitty-looking effect. It kind of looks like the dummy in uh, in a uh, uh, blood diner that just sits in scenes and talks. Um, but really, the like the highlight of this movie for me, and the reason why I rented it as a child, is that it fulfills the promise of the of the of the VHS and DVD cover. And we get one giant ass ball of critters that totally just runs over a dude and leaves a skeleton behind in a matter that of seconds. That part is great. <laughs> that part is great. The best part of this movie, and it happens for two seconds. <laughs> and, and it's during the last six minutes of the movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then Charlie, you know, sacrifices himself, screams, "I'm a hero," or something along those lines. I'm a bounty hunter. I'm a bounty hunter, and then he That's blows them all up. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's a fun little movie. Uh, it's an Easter film. You can watch it with the whole family. <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing that I want I want to point out, um, totally out of 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 chronology here, but I love the fact that um, another subtle jab in this movie because it's it's an Easter movie. Um, so the uh, the I guess that. Um, Lee is the female bounty hunter that gets eaten. I mean, well, it's the bounty hunter that turns into the blonde and then gets eaten. Um, she has to shapeshift like regularly, which makes no sense. I don't know, but she hasn't um, found the right body yet. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I mean, she did. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that there is a point where she's going to shapeshift into Freddy Krueger and Charlie's like, no, 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 no. And then he like pulls out the, the playboy again. And he's just had it in his back pocket. Um, and she goes back to being uh, the blonde. But I love that their guns, like, when they see Kreitz and they're about to shoot them, it's her and the other guy. Um, they, like, get longer like a dick. <laughs> like, and she's holding it like a boner when they're in the, uh, when they're in the heifer house or whatever. Um, shooting all of it when they're in the burger joint. And they're shooting all of them. It's, and then she, like, blows on it. <laughs> Um, it's great. We didn't. The other thing that we probably should mention very briefly, but we didn't, is uh, when she first transforms, she has a staple in her stomach. Because in the middle, the- yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. It, that's that's what's so funny about this movie. This movie is so. I think that like the the, the physical jokes in it are really nice. Like I think that they're they're kind of cheesy and yeah i mean if you're adam they're not fun but 
I I have a great time watching this movie. I enjoy when one of us hates a movie while the other two like it, though. <laughs> Especially because no we fun. had the best, best opening to an episode in a long-ass time with Adam's just rant. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to give a quick shout-out to in this movie. Uh, I will say that I have very distinct memories of this entire series just playing on sci-fi constantly. Like, the the Critters series was like a mainstay on the sci-fi network's, like, midnight movie marathon list. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for... All your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches. And then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. Um, But that's about it. So what did you guys watch this week? I watched... I mean, on super fast forward, I watched a huge piece of shit called The Sand. Okay. Uh, it, it is from 2015 or 16. I mean, it's it's new, and it's on Netflix, or uh, YouTube, rather. Um, oh, my God. So, you're, you, what's that movie, the Killer Beach or something, where there's that killer clam? Blood Beach. From the 80s. Blood Beach. It's the same exact idea. And that's the reason why I watched it, because I was like, it can't be any worse than Blood Beach. And it is, because it's all sci-fi. They actually, I don't think that they had any real blood or real effects. It's literally five people on a beach, and it looks like they probably just rented about uh, a half mile of beach for three days. They put a car on it, and then they just shot the film. And so it's these people that can act, um, acting like they're seeing these things happen. And the whole concept of it is that there's a, a um, some sort of monster... Uh, jellyfish under the sand that's like got these little tendrils that will come up and like eat you um it's it's is a huge pile of shit and i want my 40 minutes back of the hour and a half that it takes to watch that movie um (laughs) (laughs) it was really it was it was god awful but meg and i watched a great movie a couple weeks ago we just haven't i haven't gotten around to talking about it i was going to talk about it when we were talking to cool chris from Punchline, because he's in a band, and it's a music movie. It's called Sing Street, and it's on um, Netflix, and it's a British. I think it's British or Irish. I don't exactly know what what studio made it, but it's um, a bunch of schoolboys in Ireland in the '80s, and they make a band because the one guy wants to impress this girl, and it's got a bunch of original music in it that sounds like Duran Duran or The Cure. Like it's it's fun because each song each song is different because the lead singer kid, um, his older brother shows him like Duran Duran and he's like, Oh, I need to make a band that sounds like Duran Duran. So he writes a Duran Duran song. And then the next song is like a cure song and the next song is blah blah blah. It's it's really very fun. It's it's like if I was if it had come out when I was fifteen um, like when I first saw, I don't know, can't hardly wait or something like that. It would be like one of my favorite movies because it hits all those John Hughes esque notes, and it's got tons of great original music in it. I highly recommend it to both you guys. 
right. Um, and that was called Sing Street, right? Yes. Have you ever watched The Commitments? Yes. Yeah, that that heavily reminded me of that movie. With the, yes, uh, it, it's very much like that. I still have okay. to see The Commitments, too. My mom used to have that soundtrack, and I remember listening to it all the time in my parents' car. Um, I have to say, I think the, the movie is better than just the soundtrack. Like, the movie kind of, I don't, I don't know. It's Yeah, you, it's, you want the two of them together working in unison. It's not like Phantom, where, where the soundtrack can, can work uh, on its own. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's still an all right soundtrack. But. All right. Uh, I, so I watched a movie that I know that Scott has seen and spoken of. I think Adam has also seen it, but my brother's in town, and he made me watch uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Yep. Uh, and yeah. it is fucking great. Uh, it's definitely not the best Lonely Island movie, but it's it's pretty damn good. Um, my, I will say, I don't want to spoil it too much because it is a good movie, but I will say my favorite line is... Uh, when they're interviewing the former one of the former members of the Style Boys, and he goes, "Man, we were like a tricycle, and like, what happens when you take a wheel of a tricycle? You get nothing. Bicycle, you get a bicycle. Don't use that." <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not my favorite part of the movie. We've already talked about my favorite part of the movie on Fuck the like podcast. Like Bin Laden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the next day, I woke up and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna fucking like fuck Bin Laden." <laughs> I, I really like the Macklemore Equal Rights song. It, it's it's definitely it's a good movie. It's definitely not in my eyes as good as Hot Rod or MacGruber. Those are definitely the better Lonely Island films. Um, but it's no, still really fun. Nothing would be as good as Hot Rod. Yeah, no, Hot Rod is the masterpiece that they've created. And it really yeah. depresses me because they've made three really good movies and all three of those movies completely and totally bombed in the box office. I think that they've made their money, though. I'm pretty sure that they are yeah. rolling. They they should, like my brother and I were talking about this, They, if anybody deserves like a Netflix-exclusive deal, it's Lonely Island. I would love for them to get one of those Netflix deals where they can just do whatever the fuck they want and just put that shit out like once a year, some crazy ass movie that they came up with. Adam, what did you watch? Uh, well, I was just gonna say the Lonely Island definitely did something sort of like that before when they had Awesome Town. It's just too bad that Netflix wasn't really prominent at the time. That definitely would have fit into the Netflix niche a lot better. Um, but I think they're too big for that now. Anyways, yeah. um, <clears throat> two things that I want to recommend. One is I've discovered a new podcast. Um, that is just three young comedians um, having conversations, just being as offensive and making as like terrible jokes as possible. And it's is it, it called it's, Horror Movie Night? It's not because <laughs> we're not we're not professional comedians. We don't get paid for for that. And also, I'm too much of a pussy to ever get up and do stand up. Um, <laughs> but it's the name. It's a lot of people get turned off by the name. I know you guys are gonna love it. Wait, wait. Uh, is it the Nazi Party podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, because okay, you, to be a comedian, you have to be funny, and neither of those <laughs> fucking guys are an ounce of funny. Uh, no, the podcast is called Come Town. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And they call themselves the Come Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, we got our chat mutual J.O. bros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mutual jerk off right So, um... <laughs> That's highly offensive. I couldn't even repeat to you anything that they say on that podcast on our show to, like, illustrate how funny I find it. Uh, <laughs> it's real fucking, 
real offensive. Um, that's, that's saying something that Adam thinks is too offensive to say on our show. Yeah, they're going far out of their way to be as offensive as possible, and I fucking love it. Uh, the other thing I watched is uh, Start Your Engines. May the best woman win. Fucking <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race is back. <laughs> Megan, RuPaul's Drag Race is back on. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me for that. They just had the first episode on Friday. Uh, that's going to be my Friday nights for now until 12 episodes from now. Um <laughs> I yeah. love the fact that we – well, I love the fact that Adam and I love RuPaul's Drag Race and can talk about it on here. And it's so ironic that Matt doesn't watch that show because he watches everything else but RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> 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 you tell him, Meg. Uh, <laughs> so that this shit's dope. That's my shit. It's pretty hip. It's pretty hip-hop. It's pretty dope. Um, yeah, I'm going to be watching that. I'll give you some updates. The first episode, kind of disappointed with how it ended. Uh, I don't know. The show's getting almost too popular for its own good. Is it doing the thing like last season where um, Adora came on and then Fake had a breakdown and had to leave the show three episodes in? No, that was hilarious. Um, (laughs) What's what's going on? There was no lip sync. Uh, No one went home. And then they said that they were going to bring in a 14th queen. Uh, so if there's no lip sync, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, it's not even a fucking episode, right? There was no end. Like, so I don't know. First episode, whatever. Maybe we count it. Everybody in the community seems to be counting it as like episode zero. By the way, I'm part of the RuPaul Drag Race community. No, he's not. Uh, (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. We'll 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 wait and see where it goes from there. Like I said, I mean, it's almost getting a little too big for its own good right now, but we'll see. All right, well, that was Critters 2 from 1988 as picked by Scott. We are going to also be talking about tons of other movies in the future because we ain't dying, motherfuckers. You can check us out <laughs> a bunch of different spots, and you can tell us movies that you want us to watch at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hey, you guys uh, got any any uh, places for them to listen to us or hang out with us? Absolutely. You can find us on Twitter at hmnpodcast. You can find Matt at St. Mort. And you can find Scott at fucking Duke. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, we also have a website up. Maybe it's got something going on in it by now. Maybe not. Probably there will not. be something there eventually. Like Matt said, we ain't fucking dying, so we're going to be here <laughs> for a while. Uh, uh, two, never, never number two, too hard to stop. We push it all day, every day. Throw some emojis into this uh, that I'm saying here. Um, <laughs> fire, poop emoji, poop emoji. emoji. Yeah, poop the hundred percent emoji. Smiley face that has the air blowing out of its nose, like it's frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find us at hmnpodcast.com. Uh, we'll see if there's anything there up up and running just yet. Scott, what about you? Um, you can go to hmnpodcast.com when it's up eventually to get to all of our content. That's supported on SoundCloud. But until then, you can go to SoundCloud.com slash Horror Movie Night. Every episode we've done is Horror Movie Night is up there, as well as some bonus content. Uh, come back next week. I'm sure we'll have something great for you to listen to. Well, I can't make any promises, but, yeah, I'd like to believe.
blah, 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 blah. There are words. Uh, let's get this started. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 